What do you do when you've tried to stop and realized you couldn't? You realize you have got a bad habit that you want to break. Well, this is Jason for Soulfire here in this channel. We want to offer gospel hope for a porn-filled world, talk about how living with sexual integrity is possible, and if you have a bad habit, Maybe it is something like pornography or masturbation or fantasy. Maybe it's something like alcohol or drugs or overeating. Could even be watching too much YouTube. With the exception of this channel, you want to keep watching this channel. But some other channels could actually delve into becoming a bad habit. But a lot of times when we talk about habits, we may think it's a spiritual component. We can talk about something like a spiritual stronghold. But there's also a lot of neuroscience and psychology that can help us understand how do we break some of these bad habits that we can get into. And today I'm going to talk about The Habit Loop, and I'm going to share two of my favorite books that I have read recently on this topic that are extremely helpful as we try to learn how are we going to break a bad habit. So these two books were both written by Charles Duhigg. The first one was The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business. And the second one was Smarter, Faster, Better, Productivity in Life and Business. Now, both of these books focus a lot on business habits and productivity, but he has a lot of stories and research in personal habit development. I found both of these books to be fascinating. He is not a Christian. This is not a spiritual resource by any means, but he is a great writer. He shares a lot of stories that make the information very applicable. And he talks about this habit loop, and that's what I want to share with you today. And the habit loop looks something like this. You have a cue, then you have a routine, and it eventually leads to a reward. So it could be something as simple like what he shares is you're bored at work at 10 a.m., you take a walk to the break room, you eat a donut, the sugar from that donut is your reward. So cue is boredom, somewhere around 10 a.m. Routine, you, you take that walk, reward, you eat the sugar retreat. Now that is probably not a great habit that you want to fall into. And one of the things that the research shows us is that it's very difficult to simply stop a bad behavior. A much better technique is to actually change the habit. Now, I think there's a scriptural precedent for this, and we would talk, talk about this as the put-off, put-on principle, and you'll see that throughout the New Testament. Rarely are we simply told, hey, don't do this. Rather, there's another behavior we are supposed to replace it in. Ephesians 4 has a number of these, but for example, it says the thieves are no longer to steal. Rather, they should labor with their hands so that they have something to give. Now, that is a tremendous replacement. You go from stealing and now you are giving. Also tells us the same thing in Ephesians 4 with our mouths. We're not to use our mouths to tear each other up. Rather, we are to use our mouths to build up. So it is this replace instead of simply stop a behavior. And I think that is going to help us if we want to understand how to break this cycle of cue, routine, reward. So here's an example of how this may look leading to a bad habit in the arena of sexual integrity. So let's say the cue is it's late at night, you're all alone, you're feeling lonely and bored, maybe you're stressed. And in that environment, you begin to get cued to move to a routine, something like surfing the internet, getting on social media, maybe it's flipping through the channels, whatever that might be. And eventually there's that behavior or that reward. In this case, it would be something like masturbation, which gives you an incredible addictive high. So God has designed sex to be addictive. That's a very good thing in marriage. That is a very bad thing outside of marriage. And so that powerful reward can be something that is extremely addictive. And what's interesting about the issue of masturbation in particular, this is not primarily a religious, uh, primarily just a religious argument to say this is something you want to avoid in your life. In fact, there are huge communities online of primarily non-religious people who have said this is something that we see 
being devastating to our lives and we want to root it out. The biggest one that I can think of is a group called NoFap where they're trying to eliminate the issue of masturbation because they would say, hey, this is a bad habit that leads to bad consequences in our lives. And so these are communities developed to try to stop that behavior. So let's try to look at how can we change and kind of hack this habit loop to develop better outcomes. So the first thing that we want to do is we want to identify the bad behavior. So what is it that you want to eliminate from your life? Is it overeating? Is it drinking? Is it drugs? Is it a sexual behavior? It's pornography, it's masturbation, or perhaps it is both of those. It's acting out with another person. So let's define for yourself what is that behavior. And primarily for the rest of this video, I'm gonna talk about, we'll talk about pornography, we'll talk about masturbation, and if that is the behavior, how are we gonna change this habit loop? One of the realities you have to realize if you have been stuck in this pattern and habit for a considerable length of time, it is extremely ingrained. So one of the things you may ask is, if you say, hey, why did you do that behavior? It may be difficult for you to think, yeah, why did I do that? Because it's such an ingrained habit and pattern that you, you by default, when that cue occurs, fall into the behavior. So in that case, this is a not a conscious decision that you are making. You have really fallen into, at that point, you can, you can try to decide, is this an addiction? You're, you're falling right into making emotional decisions. It's not a conscious decision to fall into that. So the three things that we want to do to break this bad habit is we are going to interrogate our cues, change the routine, and then find some better rewards. And let's jump in. We're going to talk about interrogate those cues. In order to interrogate your cue, I want you to think about the last time or maybe the last two times that you fell into this behavior. So if it's pornography and masturbation, when was the last time? And begin to interrogate that situation. Where were you? What time of day was it? And can you identify two to three emotions that you were feeling in that moment? Oftentimes people will say, well, I was bored and so I act out. But I want to push back on that a little bit and say, you know, boredom doesn't cause you to act out. You see, because boredom should be a tremendous opportunity for you to build positive things in your life. What, what boredom does is it gives you the space to feel those emotions that lead you to acting out. This is one of the reasons when if we travel and you're alone in a hotel, you've got more space, you've got more time to fall into a bad habit and a bad pattern. One of the acronyms that we can use to try to think through some emotions is the word HALTS, H-A-L-T-S, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, and stressed. You know, stress and overwhelm can be a significant cue as that's, that can be uh, anxiety, fear inducing, and those feelings you can want to medicate. So perhaps that's what it is. You get stressed, you get overwhelmed, and when you have that opportunity, boredom can give you the opportunity, that's when you want to act out to medicate those emotions. When you're tired, the T is tired, you have less ability to say no to temptations. In fact, in my life, I know most of the time that I am really struggling with anxiety, worry, thoughts of fear, thoughts of you know, catastrophe, this is terrible, I need to quit my job, I need to find something else. It's almost always late at night when I'm really tired. I try to calm myself down, say, nope, we're gonna go to sleep. We'll think about this in the morning and typically it is gone by morning. So when you're tired, that is a time when it's very difficult to be thinking well. So we wanna learn what is the cue and what were we feeling, where were we, when we experienced that cue. You're gonna interrogate this cue a little bit because that's where we wanna to start to make some changes. And one of the phrases I think is helpful is, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Now that's not original to me, but it's profound in that if you don't make some changes in this habit loop, cue, routine, reward, you're gonna continue 
falling into this behavior. Now, these changes are hard work. This is not easy. That's one of the reasons we, you would even come to a video like this. We're trying to break bad habits. But my question for you would be this. Consider your life. Now, a lot of times I'm working with college students and I'll ask them, how many years do you have left just by life expectancy if, Lord willing, you live to average age? For college students, it's 50 to 60 years that they may have left. And then I ask them this question, how hard are you willing to work in a short period of time to experience a lifetime of freedom? You see, think about what freedom would be like. What would it be like for this behavior to be out of your life and for it to not even be a temptation? So you can be all alone, you can be bored, you can get cued, you can feel those emotions and not fall into this destructive behavior. Dream a little bit about what that freedom could be like and all of a sudden the difficult work to make some of these changes becomes well worth it. Would you be willing for a year or two to put a, lot of, put a lot of hard work to join a small group, to get some people holding you accountable, to make significant changes in your life if it meant a lifetime of freedom. That's how I've tried to approach it. I know for me, it has been worth it. Think about your life. It's hard work, but boy, dream about what that freedom might be like. The next thing we have got to do is change up the routine. If your routine is to surf the internet, get on social media, flip through the channels, maybe get on Netflix, watch things that you shouldn't watch. You know, I'm always taking shots at Netflix, so I'll put up a video right here if you wanna hear my, my thoughts on Netflix. So what is it that we can do to put some distance between you and this old routine? A simple, funny example in my household, we got into a habit of eating a lot of chips and my wife brought this up one day. She said, we are just constantly eating chips. I was eating chips every snack time and opportunity. She was eating chips, the kids were constantly asking for chips. And so finally, my wife just said, that's it, I'm not gonna buy any more chips. And the first few days, that was challenging. After a week or so, I stopped noticing, and now it has been months, and I'm rarely thinking about chips. Now, that may not be as easy as some of these other bad behaviors that we want to break, but it does illustrate a point. If you can create some distance between you and that default routine and behavior that you've been falling into, then finding freedom and success is gonna be a lot easier. Is it time for you to get alcohol or unhealthy food out of the house? Is it time for you to put some distance between you and electronic temptation? Could you eliminate TV for, for a time? Take a break from social media. Maybe it's time to get something like Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes is a software that provides internet monitoring and accountability. It's gonna send accountability reports to the accountability partners that you choose. In my life, that has been something that is extremely helpful. I'll link to Covenant Eyes in the description. I've been talking about Covenant Eyes a lot because when it comes to breaking some of these digital habits, something like that, if you don't like Covenant Eyes, there are some other softwares that you can try as well, giving some space between you and when you're cued, immediately falling into the routine and the behavior that you would like to avoid. One of the ways you could hack that, that system and hack that routine is to implement exercise. So let's go back to that scenario. It's late at night and you are feeling cued and you want to fall into a bad behavior routine. Well, what if when you sense that, you take a short walk? Take a walk around the block. Uh, I got a dog, I can take my dog for a walk. You know, do some push-ups, do some light exercise. Probably don't wanna do exercise, uh, intense exercise right before you go to bed, but you could do some light exercise to try to manage some of those emotions that have cued you so that you don't fall into destructive behavior. You know, Charles Duhigg in his book, he says that exercise is actually a keystone habit. A keystone habit is something that you put into place and it begins to make positive changes to other things in your life that are seemingly unassociated with that habit. So a lot of the guys in my accountability groups, these are primarily college men, when they begin to feel that cue, they will immediately do 
push-ups. Q, routine, is now push-ups. The reward is a sense of accomplishment. The reward is a new and positive behavior. They are trying to stop that habit loop by changing the routine. Maybe you've got some goals in your life. Are there some educational goals or some things that you want to accomplish? You've got to find a new routine. So for example, in my life, I have some reading goals that I want to accomplish. And so when I have that space, I have that boredom and isolation. I don't want to move toward entertainment and turn the TV on and just sit there and watch TV. I want to move toward pursuing some of my goals. It's something that I feel positive about. It doesn't lead me down that destructive path. So I try to shift toward education and not just entertainment. The goal here is to make some changes in the routine. So when you're cued, let's find a new routine. And lastly, we have got to get what this will lead to, these positive routine changes, is just some positive rewards. Well, I made a video where I talked about the core desires of our heart. When you look at Genesis 1 and 2, and, it, and you t look at what were the things that we were designed to have before sin entered the world, the three that stick out to me the most, we were designed to have a relationship with God, relationship with other people, and a purpose from God. If you think about this routine and reward, if you focus on things that will help you build those three, relationship with God, relationship with others, and purpose. Defining your purpose. What do you want to accomplish? Are there some goals that you have? Are there some people that you can serve? These sorts of behaviors lead to positive rewards, positive outcomes. Pursuing relationships with other people can be difficult, but ultimately it's satisfying. And you won't want to medicate with destructive behavior, something like pornography and masturbation. Pursuing intimacy with God. Can you imagine if your default response to feeling some of these cues of isolation and loneliness was to get into the scriptures, to get into prayer, to experience some worship time by yourself? Maybe there's some music that you could use. Maybe it's recitation of scripture and some other spiritual practices. Something that will really build positive results in your life. Well, in Jeremiah 15, he said, your words were found and I ate them and your words became to me the joy and delight of my heart. For I'm called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. And so here Jeremiah would point to some of these life-giving rewards in his life. So break that routine to find some positive rewards. So while I would say this isn't easy, you can identify your cues, define the default routine that you've fallen into, and find some new positive rewards. The cues you're always gonna have with you. We're always gonna experience emotion. Now we can, we can certainly improve with exercise and mental health and, and scripture and spiritual aspects. We can improve some of those things, but you know, always in our life, we're gonna have fear, anxiety, worry. There's gonna be seasons where things are not gonna go our way. So we want to define new routines with new positive rewards. I will link to the two Charles Duhigg books in the comment section. Highly recommend them. Excellent resource to understand habits and forming new and positive habits. And let me challenge you, check out the video I made about core desires of your heart. How can you build those three things into your life? Intimacy with God, intimacy with others, and finding a purpose directly from God. Well, this is Jason for Soulfire here on this channel. We want to offer gospel hope for a porn-filled world, reminding you that sexual integrity is possible, and I will catch you in the next one.